Welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. This is author and athlete Brad Kearns discovering ways to be healthy, fit, and happy in hectic, high-stress modern life. So let's slow down and take a deep breath, take a cold plunge, and expertly balance that competitive intensity with an appreciation of the journey. That's the theme of the show. Here we go. The Get Over Yourself podcast is brought to you by Almost Heaven, beautiful compact home use sauna kits, ancestral supplements, grass-fed organ meats in a capsule, DNA Fit, genetic testing for custom diet and exercise recommendations, Integro Health, high-potency liquid probiotic called Flourish, Organifi, organic powdered superfoods, delicious green, gold, and red powders, Wild Idea Buffalo, sustainable, grass-fed, beyond organic, and check out the bradkerns.com slash shop page. That's my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance. And here we go with the show. Unfortunately, as humans, we usually don't make change until someone twists our arm (laughs) and we feel the pain in our life. You want to see it like we're editing a script. And if we edit only a part of a scene, if you don't replace it, what's going to happen? You're going to default to the old. So you have to create something new. How do you live your life with such ease and flow? Or, wow, your relationship is amazing. Oh, well, it is amazing. That's because we do the work. It wasn't always like this. Or, yeah, I'm in an amazing relationship now, but I spent years dating emotionally unavailable men, right? So that they see that it's not like, oh, I'm lucky or I'm special. I'm just here. I was actually willing to look and do the work. Here's a wild idea. How about eating some good, clean, delicious, sustainably raised meat instead of the nasty, trashy feedlot animals? The vast majority of our meat consumption. No wonder there's vegetarians and vegans out there. But look, Wild Idea Buffalo is 100% grass-fed and finished meat. They roam on the open range as they have been for 130,000 years. This wonderful company is doing the best they can to give these animals a good life, harvest them in a humane manner. Check this out. 40 million cattle are slaughtered every year and pushed into the mainstream food supply. You've read books like Fast Food Nation with the disastrous health impact and consequences of this mess. And then, by contrast, 60,000 buffalo a year are harvested. Much more nutritional value, much better feeling deep inside when you order quality meat. Go to wildidea.com, order direct, they'll ship it to your house. It's delicious. You'll be a convert right away. There's nothing in the world like buffalo burger. Fantastic. Try it. Well, it's time to go deep and get into our flawed subconscious childhood programming that is running our lives today and talk to a real live retreat coordinator transformation expert named Anat Perry. She operates a business called Training Camp for the Soul. Check it out, trainingcampforthesoul.com. And she's going to tell us all about this intensive five and a half day pedal to the metal 
personal growth retreat and transformation experience. Uh, I want you to listen carefully to all the uh, particulars she puts in because you'll get a great value out of this show, uh, whether or not you are inclined to uh, participate in her offering. That's not what the point of the show is. It's just to get with someone who's a real expert and can echo some of the wonderful insights I shared in my uh, breather show about the uh, work of Dr. Bruce Lipton and the biology of belief and the idea that our cells have intelligence and they have perception switches on the cell that can t- process information of the environment and direct cellular function at all times and the great contention by Dr. Lipton, which is validated by respected science, that this uh, period of time from age zero to seven is so incredibly important to how we live the rest of our lives because that's when the programming occurs. That's when we're a sponge or an open book. And after that, we start to form these self-limiting beliefs, these narrow beliefs about ourselves and about the world to try to make sense of the world to try to operate, to try to survive high school and middle school and all these tough times. And we are left with basically a fully programmed computer with all these different apps running in the background that are affecting our existence and our function in day-to-day life and causing a lot of pain and suffering. So this is what a knot gets to the bottom of in the retreat and in this wonderful discussion where she she brings the heat. I, I think you're really going to love this show, especially her big, strong finish when she talks about those people that she's uh, open and willing to help. And then the people that are resistant can go their own way. You have to be ready to come to the teacher, like Gandhi says. And this will be a fun, interesting show focused on the topic of personal growth. Thank you. Here we go with Anat Perry, trainingcampforthesoul.com. Anat, thanks for joining me. I'm so excited to hear about this this wild stuff you're doing that our mutual friend Dude Spelling spoke so highly of. He was talking about the intensive personal growth retreat he went on up in the mountains uh, in Southern California. And so this is your gig. I want to I want to hear what it's all about. Awesome. Thank you, Brad. Pleasure to uh, be on here. So where do you want me to kick off? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So, you know, how about when you were uh, uh, cruising around the uh, the show at Paleo FX, and you you reeled in uh, dude spellings and 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 got him. How, how did you do that? I mean, this is a big a big commitment for people, and um, I guess they have to be. I guess my first question would be, uh, people people come to it when they're ready. You can't really twist their arm to do something like like even even take a single weekend to go work on themselves and heal. It's just sort of we're sort of resistant to it at first, huh? Yeah, um, you know it's. The deepest work is uh, not for those that are shy or it's not like, oh, do you want to go join for dinner? This is um, you. It, it, it's like I relate it to joining the gym or to working out, which I feel is why I really love working with people in the health and fitness industry because they're already so, so committed to their uh, physical well-being that they know that it takes commitment. They know that you could have the nicest gym, like best equipment, music, trainers, cleanest locker rooms. But if you don't show up, 
consistently and do it the way that it's designed, it's not just going to work for you. So same thing. My work is not something that I sell people on. You have to be a hell yes. You have to be ready because it's not going to work for you. It's only going to work with you. So when I was at Paleo FX and I had a booth there, um, I, I had a great team with me. Actually, my whole team was past clients that just wanted to come and volunteer and, and spread the light. So dude actually met one of my, um, previous clients that was volunteering and they got to chat a little bit. And next thing you know it, he's bringing dude to my booth. And we just had a really wonderful conversation and connected right away in just where he's at in his life. And, um, what's in the way, what's stuck. I deal a lot with people that are, they are committed. They are aware to a certain degree of um, the stuff that's in their way. They just don't know how to go from where they're at to where they want to be. There's just such a level of stuckness there. And so we recognize that. And I've been in this field for going on 15 years. I've been facilitating my own retreats and a virtual program for four years and so I can hear people's stuckness, hear their story, and I recognize the root. I recognize the opportunity. I see the possibilities for them. And uh, so I know how to really guide them there. And it was just um, all I needed to hear from him was that he was a hell yes to it, that he was ready, that he was ready to commit to not only going through the work, and it's not a weekend, it's five and a half days, and it's immersive, and they're long days, and you know, you're, I call it spiritual surgery. <laughs> so get ready to really, you know, get into surgery and clear everything out. And similar to surgery, it's not just about the time that you're in surgery. It's coming out and the recovery time and your commitment to recovery. And so the five days are great and uh, life-changing and we clear a lot out. But you come out of the retreat and we spend the next three months integrating together. And then from there, it's time for you to tend to yourself. Till when? Till the day you die. <laughs> So there's a level of commitment that's necessary there. And um, I feel that when people go through the five days, you know, I just did a 10-day cleanse. And uh, it wasn't that terrible, right? It wasn't that hard. And still, when you commit to like 10 days of something of challenging yourself, I came out of that. And I don't want to look back and say that was a weight. I'm going to waste that and go back to old habits. So, of course, it's helped me to up level in my exercise, um, in, in showing up and what I choose to eat, all of it. Same thing when people invest their time, their money, their energy, their emotions, everything into those five and a half days, they come out, not only are they coming out with the tools uh, to, to really know how to tend to themselves, but they just went through the trenches. And there's just a level of commitment that's there. But in order to make it there, that there has to be that commitment already. Yeah, I'd like to know more about this stuckness, as you called it, that you can easily identify so when you're uh, interacting with a person and they say, oh, this sounds like it would be really good for my friend or <laughs> even worse, my partner. But what kind of resistance do you get? And, you know, how do you uh, how do you work through that? Or do you just completely um, bypass uh, 
you know, someone who's stuck and is going to waste your time. And I'm asking the, because, you know, we've had to come to this realization in the, uh, in the primal world when we're talking about evangelizing about a new way to eat and to, um, to break free from the flawed conventional wisdom. And I can tell right away when I'm wasting my breath and wasting my energy on someone who's uh, so stuck in their beliefs that they think I'm completely full of crap when I say that uh, eating fat can be healthy and that uh, a grain-based diet is going to kill you. And so you just have to move on and sort of not fight these uh, losing battles that are going to drain your energy. And I wonder if there's a parallel there with with your work and and the stuckness that we see uh, routinely in daily life. Yeah. So when I'm speaking with someone having a discovery call, right, they, they're not in the program yet. They're exploring that. Um, a, most of the time, how they show how they got to me is that they applied. So there's already a level of interest there. And in the conversation, I, I can tell if they're ready or not. Um, and sometimes a thing that's in the way is usually uh, at the very end of it is just them taking a leap of faith, knowing that, yes, this is a big investment because my work is not cheap by any means. <laughs> and it's reasonable at the same time. Um, so I'd say if, if I do feel the yes from them, there's a leap of faith they have to take in knowing that when they invest in this, that it's actually going to work for them. And I'm, I do my best to be a complete, um, support and stand for people. So it's like, do you want to talk to previous clients? Cause I think a lot of, uh, to, to reassure them, I think a lot of times the biggest fear that people end up with if they are interested, if they do feel the desire to do this, is will this work for me? And I always say to people, it's not going to work for you. <laughs> it's only going to work with you, right? But then there's still that like, you know, but what if I'm the exception? And so I give people as much as I can to support them. And at the end of the day, I'm not attached. And if someone doesn't move forward, it's, it's not personal, and I know that I planted a seed and I gave it my all in that one hour conversation. And I don't claim to be the thing that everyone should do and the medicine for everyone. So um, it may just be that I planted a seed and opened something up. I've had people have huge breakthroughs just in that one hour conversation and never move forward because they got what they needed to get from it. And so for me, it's just showing up, being of service and knowing that there's, uh, there's, there's a world out there. There's an abundance of people that are ready to be a yes. And I don't need to know. I just get to show up fully. Yeah. I wonder how, how a person knows that they're ready until they're, uh, you know, brought into your booth at Paleo FX or into the discovery call. Uh, I'm, I'm fascinated because you know, sometimes we look back on life and realize that, oh, that day that I quit my job and, and, and on a whim uh, decided to move to another city, what a, what a great uh, transformation that was in my life. But you didn't see it coming until it kind of slapped you in the face. And I'm curious, is there a common theme like some desperation or frustration where someone's coming to you uh, and they're, they're discouraged and maybe searching more so than if things were normal and steady? Absolutely. Um, working with a lot. So I work a lot with people in the, you know, the fitness space, as well as a lot of 
high performing um, executives and CEOs. And so there is a small percentage of people that are just seekers, right? They're always like, oh, I heard you on a podcast. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm looking to up level, but that's a small percentage. Most people are just like, they're in pain. There's something that they are just so frustrated with, fed up with, really wanting, really desiring. And, um, that's usually what it takes for people to get to. Unfortunately, as humans, we usually don't make change until it's, until someone twists our arm (laughs) and, and we feel the pain, um, in our life. So, uh, and then we see the possibility of like, wow, I've, I've been in this long and I'm hearing something different that I never heard before here. So, cause I do feel that not, not only do I feel what I've heard from clients of mine that have done a lot of work is that this is unique and this is the deepest work they've ever done. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm only, I'm, I'm only quoting them when I say that I know it's true and I'm quoting them. And I also know it from my own experience of spending 10 years, uh, doing self-development work, <laughs> everything under the books, but eight years of it, my, I, I would, I would give you the analogy of trimming weeds. I spent eight years doing work that wasn't going deep enough to really clear it out. And when your garden is full of weeds and what you really want is a beautiful garden and all you're doing is trimming weeds, it's not transforming. And so I got to that place of frustration because I was a seeker. I knew I wanted to have the most amazing life. And so not all self-development, not all work out there is equal. <coughs> and all of it is good, right? Everyone gets what they need when they're ready for it. Uh, but when I met my mentor who recently passed away, who had been facilitating um, deep healing work for 45 years, I finally got to experience real transformation. And that's when I knew like, okay, this is, this is what I want to bring to others. And so I think a lot of people get to that point as well. Hey, I want to tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank portable infrared grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. Everything you cook, faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, There's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want, into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. 
Are you getting hungry? I am. <laughs> Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you. Of course, it's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. I want to discuss the incredible benefits of red light therapy and how you can get started with Mito Red Light. Mito, like mitochondria, red light makes the premier light therapy devices in the world and at incredibly affordable prices. I stand in front of my Mito Pro 1500 unit every morning, carefully exposing my eyeballs, other important balls, and my entire body to special wavelengths of red and near for red light. When I tell people about my daily devotion to red light therapy, they typically ask, does this stuff really work? And the answer is yes. And there are thousands of studies supporting its effectiveness. Here's how. It's called photobiomodulation where specific wavelengths of red and near-infrared light, red's visible, near-infrared is not visible, that's why it looks like only half of your panel's working, these wavelengths help mitochondria in cells throughout your body produce more energy and clear waste products more efficiently. Red light exposure helps mobilize nitric oxide trapped in the mitochondria and allows oxygen to return to the cell and increase ATP production. The benefits are proven again and again for skin health, muscle recovery, joint pain, and numerous inflammatory conditions. Red light therapy is also beneficial for circadian rhythm alignment because we generally get far too little direct sunlight and too much indoor blue light from screens and light bulbs at the wrong times. You don't hear much about this benefit of red light therapy, but when I turn on those lights, first thing in the morning. As soon as I wake up, I walk across the hall, I stand in front of the panels, and I feel instantly awake and energized. And believe me, there's a lot of days where Mr. Health Guy here wakes up feeling a little groggy and a little whiny, like I don't want to right, get up now and get into my morning exercise routine. But when I stand in front of the lights, in one minute, I swear I feel wide awake. I get all that grogginess out naturally. It's super powerful, super effective. Besides all all the healing and the cellular benefits. I also love it for being a natural wake-up machine. You have to try red light therapy. I am certain that you will become a devoted user. And guess what? Mito Red Light offers a 60-day no-risk trial period and a special 5% discount for BRAD podcast listeners. Just visit mitoredlight, M-I-T-O, redlight.com, and use the code BRAD on any of their products. Go for it today and get started on your red light journey. Oh boy, here goes the podcast taking a, a, a turn into the, the deep <laughs> zone. Uh, listeners, if you want to drop off right now, if you're resistant and in denial, thank you for listening to the show. Otherwise, let's find out from a knot what the heck is going on when we check into this totally intensive five and a half day retreat. Dude said you barely had time to uh, to eat meals and then you're going from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, but take me through the process of someone who's uh, ready and willing, somehow got there and is ready to do some deep work. They got a smile on their face and the introductory greetings and then it's time to time to throw down. So what do we do? Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a, a, an overview 
first. And the overview is what you're going to experience is going through five stages of healing, five stages of transformation. And stage one is awareness. So most people come with some awareness of at least one thing that they want to change in their life that they wish they could. And they end up uncovering a lot more, right? Stage two is acceptance and commitment. And in some areas, this may be easy, easy to accept um, that you don't like this and that you're, that's what brought you there. You're ready to commit to changing it. But there's some areas like uh, realizing, oh, I've been failed marriages or dating the same type of person over and over and over again and suddenly becoming aware making the connection to it being related to your to um to your father to your relationship with your father and you think your father is a fucking asshole and getting over that like accepting that there's some healing that needs to be done excuse me, (laughs) done there and that you're actually going to have to go there and look at that. Oh, people have resistance to doing that on their own. So stage two in certain areas may be where people already experience resistance. And this is where myself and my co-facilitators come in, in supporting them to break down that resistance and, and, and get to stage two there. So stage three is cause and effect, getting to the root of it. And sometimes we remember what happened. And I don't need people to remember what happened in their early years. And when I say early years, I mean, under the age of seven, seven and younger, that's when all the programming happens. That's before your logic brain is formed. That's when you are just a sponge being imprinted, imprinted, imprinted. Whether the memory is there or not, the cellular memory is there. The body remembers. And most of the, to get to the root of it, right, stage three, most of it is rooted in the energetic body, also known as the emotional body. Most of it is rooted in our body. So stage three is very much about uh, creating so much safety and teaching you teaching the participant how to feel so safe to be in their body, to feel the sensations that are there, the energy that is there, and allow the body to do what it needs to do to heal. Because the body is brilliant, knows how to heal itself. You cut yourself right now, and you put ointment and a fancy cute Band-Aid on it. Is that what does the healing? Or is it the body? The body just knows, doesn't even need that stuff. Maybe it speeds it up a bit. Maybe, or maybe you just think it does, right? When your mother was pregnant with you, how much thought did she have to give to you developing in her womb? Zero. Yet, look at us. We're a miracle. So the body is so brilliant and can really heal us if we just get out of our heads and stop thinking and analyzing, because really what we're doing is paralyzing ourselves and keeping all that stuck. So stage three is so important, and it's a stage that when I did my early years of self-development, never got to experience. 
because all the work that I did those first eight years was all cognitive work. It was all, oh, become aware of what's there, talk about the story, and then what do you want to do instead? And it's all just like in our head. And it could work a little bit in certain areas, but for the deep, deep stuff, you're, you're, you're not getting to the root of it. You're just trimming the weed. That's it. So stage three is all about creating enough safety for you to finally feel what's there. Because before it's a thought and a story and a labeled emotion, it's a sensation. But it goes so quickly from sensation to, oh, I'm, I'm afraid, let's say, labeled to the story about it, to feeling the story even more and even more and even more and even more and even more. And suddenly we're stuck in paralysis, you know, analysis paralysis. And we've completely disconnected from the original starting point, which was a sensation. So I imagine this stage when you're we're talking about going from trimming the weeds, for example, reading a great book with a, with super cool insights that you're going to apply to your relationship tomorrow, uh, not to not to criticize it, but if if that's an example of trimming the weeds, now we're going and doing this incredibly deep work. Is this the part that uh, we're maybe uh, familiar with, where you're, you're breaking down these walls and you're putting into that extremely time intensive experience, where you might uh, kind of get into a different state of consciousness, different state of awareness, where you're sharing things you've never told other people before, that kind of exercise to break through this barrier that you described that happened in your first eight years? I mean, what what practically is happening where a person can now uh, uh, come into uh, connection with the, the stuff that happened that they're still carrying along with them? Very good. So a couple things have to match up. There has to be uh, congruency. So how we sit, how the client sits in the hot seat, or as I prefer calling it, the healing seat, is important. Because when you're scared, if you were to sit in a chair and you're scared, how would you sit most likely? Crossed arms, uh, crossed legs and crossed arms. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, like knees up, everything, right? And so... To create safety, first, we must start with sitting in a way that's open. And so we teach people what we call protectors. And some, and, and some ways that we protect ourselves is crossing our arms, our legs, fidgeting, not making eye contact, um, telling story, story, story. So we teach people first, here are the possible protectors to recognize, and you have us, the facilitators, to also in the moment point out to you what uh, protectors are there and let you know, like you can let, you know, repeat to yourself, I'm safe, I'm safe to feel this, I'm safe to experience this, and that you can let that protector go. So they start to build the capacity to sit open sit with their feet grounded on the floor, their back straight up, uh, their, their palms up on their knees, right? So that's first, because we want the body, we want to be sending the message to the body, I'm open. Now the breath, how does one breathe when they feel safe? How does Deep one breathe? diaphragmatic when- breathing, inflating the abdomen first, 
letting that breath go in and get the full exchange of air and oxygen from the lower lobes of the lungs where all the blood is instead of that shallow panting breath. And I'm going to interrupt you because I remember this funny anecdote from uh, sure. one of these intense trainings that I that I went to years ago that uh, is along the along the lines of what you're talking about, where you go into it really deep. You're going there for you know 12 hours a day, four days in a row, kind of thing. And we were talking and learning about these open communication positions and the importance of that. You're talking about putting your palms up uh, and, and doing this and that. And there's a lot of resistance out there in, in the general population that we, we think this stuff is nonsense. And I remember the facilitator getting into it with one of the participants and. Um, the guy was standing up and, and giving some attitude and then he put his hands on his hips and the facilitator said, and of course there's 30 people watching this one-on-one -on -one interaction. And he said, Oh, there you go. Uh, you're, you're, um, you've assumed the defiant pose now. And the person said, I am not being defiant. And everybody in the room started cracking up, except this guy. And he's looking around like, what the F are you guys laughing at? But, you know, the, the example was so obvious that he was be becoming defiant and, you know, not, not progressing through the conversation, but didn't even realize that hands on the hips is the ultimate defiant pose. And so on we go from there. We're crossed arms. And I still try to be aware of this today, where as soon as you cross your arms, you're in a way... Uh, becoming closed off to the information or, or you know, not, not as open as possible when you do something simple like the body position. And of course, the breathing is huge. And I think most listeners are probably have a, a sense of awareness about how important these things are. But we kind of ignore these as we go through busy daily life. And we have a, a phone and a text message in one hand and we say, oh, I I'm listening. What were you saying? And it's like, Whew. yeah, no, eye contact. Yeah. Exactly. Eye contact is another one. But yeah, so. Um... Uh, so making sure there's congruency, the body and the breath. So, uh, taking the time with them, checking their breath, inviting them to get into their deep diaphragm, uh, diaphragm belly breathing and repeating to themselves. Cause again, we also have to match up like, what are you saying to yourself in that moment? I'm safe. I'm safe to feel this. I'm safe to experience this. I'm safe to be in my body. And they just keep repeating it until they really feel like they've dropped in. And so from there, I don't need story. If someone wants to share and, and feels that the release of what they need to share is um, something they experience, they can share it. But I don't want story because story is actually another way that we avoid and we protect. I've had clients sit in the healing seat, hot seat, and just start releasing. The body releases in many ways. Crying is a common one, right? Laughing, shaking, tremoring. So by the way, those of you listening, anytime that your body is shaking, it's, your nervous system is actually releasing stored energy. It's a good thing. Don't stop the shaking. Keep shaking. Yawning is a form of release. Laughing is a form of release. Uh, burping is a form of release. So I've had clients experience all those. I had a client at my last retreat that she would just get up there, create that safety, and she'd start yawning and shaking. And that was it. She didn't really need to say much, talk about much. So it just depends. There's many, every, each person gets 10 opportunities to be in the hot seat throughout the five days. And so every time is different. 
um, what we're moving them through is what they learned from mom and dad. First few days, first two and a half days is mom. Why do we start with mom? Because that's where we all started. Mom represents an extension of the self. You have to, uh, you know, uh, get yourself and, and learn how to be with self before you can face the world, which is what father represents. <laughs> Everything outside of me is father, is the world. And so we look at what did you learn from mom and dad in the five areas of development? Self-esteem, which is your worthiness, expressing your needs and wants, which is also knowing what you need and want, giving yourself what you need and want, asking for what you need and want, limits and boundaries with others and with yourself, uh, connection, so authenticity, your ability to show up and uh, authentically, and responsibility, and responsibility not like oh, I'm responsible, I have a job, I pay my bills. Responsibility from, like, you are 100% responsible for everything that is showing up and occurring in your life. So more from a place of retiring the, the victim. And so looking at what did you learn, and there's hundreds of possible limiting beliefs that I give people, but what did you learn that has affected your ability to have healthy boundaries, to express what you need and want, to know yourself as worthy. So your level of function and dysfunction and to move people from the dysfunction that they learned, it's all learned, you inherited it, to getting the right learning so that you can function as adults, so you can get out of your stuckness, so that you can stop attracting that emotionally unavailable person, so that you could stop sabotaging your career or your health, right? It's all just learning. And um, so depending on what we're looking at, as each person comes to the hot seat, it may trigger a different memory for them, a different experience, some that they may want to talk and and share about. And I've definitely had a lot of people come with, I mean, I've heard things whew, that most people can't imagine and people do open up for the first time in their life uh, about sexual trauma, about abuse, about a lot of things because they finally know that they're in a safe space where they can open up that Pandora's box and be held, supported, and given the right tools to finally complete that trauma, to finally heal that. And that's stage four. Stage four is releasing and replacing. So we have, just to check back in, we have the yeah. uh, awareness is, is stage one, uh, the acceptance and commitment is stage two. The, the cause and effect and uh, getting breaking it down, getting on the, the healing seed is stage three. Yeah. And then stage four is the, uh, what did you call it? Releasing and replacing. So releasing is, you know, there's, there's going to be many ways that you may release. If you are, uh, you know, I've had clients that were holding so much anger towards their mom or towards their dad, usually dad. Um, and uh, they've just never given themselves permission to fully feel and, and express that anger, whether it's punching the bean. We have a huge bean bag, <laughs> whether it's punching that or or screaming into a pillow, whatever it is, or 
finally releasing through crying or through shaking. So giving the full permission for the body to release the way that it wants to release without the mind saying, oh, no, no, you can't cry or no, don't don't show your anger, all that. So that's part one of stage four. And then replacing the importance of replacing. You want to see it like we're editing a script. And if we edit only a part of a scene, um, if you don't replace it, what's going to happen? You're going to default to the old. So you have to create something new. You're going to pull out a weed from a garden. If you don't go plant seeds in it, then there's just like more room for weeds to grow. And so what happens when people finally release, they feel the opening. They feel the energetic shift. They feel the spaciousness, the possibility for something new. And so then I have them really, and and they know, they know when they're done releasing. I don't rush people. I don't. I, because I want them to like, I want them to experience this work and be done. So my retreats are intimate. Six participants is all I take because I want, I'd rather have the, each of these people get fully complete than have a room of a hundred people and have people hiding. So once people fully release, they feel room for something new. And I let them declare whatever that is that's new for them that they never declared before. Like I am, I'm free to play or I'm free to be me or my voice matters. I matter. I am loved. Whoa. Right. And so it's a new declaration. It's a seed that's planted. So that's stage four. I'm pleased to present B-Rad grass-fed whey protein isolate super fuel, the absolute highest quality all-natural protein supplement infused with creatine that delivers everything you need to optimize your appetite for fat loss, recover quickly from workouts, and build and maintain lean muscle mass, the single most important attribute for aging gracefully. Our protein comes directly from small family farms in America's dairy land of Wisconsin. It's cold processed and micro filtered for maximum bioavailability and digestibility. So please don't mess with the many cheap commodity protein supplements that are ineffective, inferior, less pure, and often contain junk sweeteners, especially the plant-based offerings that are vastly less bioavailable than the gold standard of protein supplements that's whey protein isolate. Whether you're in your peak athletic years looking to grow and recover or in the older age groups trying to delay aging and decline, whey and creatine are widely agreed to be the most critical and effective supplements to take for the rest of your life. You can easily stir the super fuel in water or make a delicious smoothie every day. I'm certain that you're going to love the pleasant, light, natural vanilla bean and cocoa bean flavors. So try some on Amazon today. It's a huge hit with dozens of five-star reviews. Or you can order direct from bradnutrition.com with our buy three, get one free, and make the super fuel a centerpiece of your daily routine. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. 
This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green. Please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. Stage five is education and integration. So let's say you create a new declaration of, I express myself fully, I am vulnerable. And now, which was one of mine and my the 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 challenge that then showed up for me was well what the hell does it even look like to be vulnerable i have no framework for it it's a word to me right now but there's no frameworks it was never modeled to me um so now i get to educate myself and this is where reading books or doing a weekend intimacy workshop. Now there's actually really there's there's really room to learn <laughs> because there's nothing in the way. There's no limiting belief anyway that's saying like, yeah, that's nice, but you're you're not safe or don't trust men or any of that. So this is why when we were, you were speaking earlier of someone going from awareness to picking up a book, you can't hop from stage one, stage two to stage five. Because there's stuff in the way. So, but this is where education comes in. And you can educate yourself through a book. You can take a, a, an intimacy workshop. Let's say if it's a vulnerability you're, you're wanting to learn. You can look for a mentor. You can see your friends that have access to that. And watch them and interview them. And, you know, th this is where there's room to be imprinted with the new. And... At the retreat, when people are done with a hot seat, 
we have them go integrate one-on-one with our integration coach right after. So they're able to take those declarations and now create actions because the actions are what's going to solidify it. If you plan, if you plant a seed and you don't water it, it's not going to grow. The water is taking action in alignment with that new declaration. So we make sure that you take action when you get out of the retreat and you go back home, that you're going to take action in alignment. Right. You got to kick that loser boyfriend out that you had the realizations with at the retreat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't go back on your word. You know, it's, you know, you're done. Yeah. Take action. Love it. Yeah. And that, so that supports the integration and that's stage five and integration. Uh, we, we support you for three months. We have a weekly integration call with the group because I'm huge on integration. And then after that, you get to continue integrating. And it takes about 18 months, I say, to really fully feel a complete shift in your life. Picture a seed, right? You plant the seed, you water it. It starts to sprout a bit above the ground and below the ground, right? As above, so below. And you keep tending it. You keep taking action in alignment with it. So you keep watering it. And a few months later, it grows even bigger above ground. It also grows stronger. The roots grow deeper below the ground. And a year later, like those roots are deeply in there. You're rooted in your new way of being. Said another way, you know, when you look at, the stages of learning, you go from being uh, conscious competent to unconscious competent, right? Like the first time that you drove a car, you're like, okay, uh, brake, uh, light, oh, this, that. Like you really had to give all your conscious presence to driving, where now we can listen to a podcast, drink our coffee, and still, you know, barely pay attention, still make it to our destination because it's already programmed in there. It's the same thing. So it's, it, it takes about 18 months or so, uh, to, to really fully feel, um, solid in your new self. Yeah. You talk about this, uh, zero to seven time period where we're the open book and we receive our programming uh, predominantly from our parents and from our life experience. And some listeners have heard me talk about the amazing insights that I got from Dr. Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief, and other books. Yep. And so it seems like uh, if you're a, a naysayer or you're shaking your head wondering why all these things that happened when you were a kid that you don't remember well, uh, and then you you get hit with these insights. I mean, I, I only read this recently, but you know, to have it scientifically validated that our cells have perception switches and take information from the environment, and it affects our our physiology and our and our cellular function at every moment of every day. And then have uh, Dr. Lipton citing research that we are operating ninety five to ninety nine percent of the time from this flawed subconscious programming. I'd love to get into that a little bit more and how how your work can kind of, um, yeah. you know, tur- turn the corner here and, and you know, get, yeah. get, get something different than uh, basically going through life as, as robots based on whatever our childhood was like. 
Yeah, it's so interesting that you bring up Dr. Bruce Lipton because in my pre-course work that I sent to my clients a month before the retreat, I include an interview that Dr. Bruce Lipton did years ago on Hay House Radio where he talks about the four ways to reprogram the subconscious mind and um, everything that you just spoke about, how 95% of us are operating from our subconscious and that all the programming happen happens by age seven. And I send this to my clients because I want them to have that, well, hear it, from, hear it from the scientific, hear it from the doctor, hear it from a third person credibility. And he talks about the four ways to reprogram the subconscious mind, which is repetition, um, uh, um, getting your brain back into theta state. So the state of hypnosis, the state that you were in the first seven years, um, uh, uh, shock, which none of us want to experience finding out, God forbid we have cancer, right? Um, anytime you get shocked in your life with something, yeah, you make a life change. Um, and then, uh, I think the fourth one is a technique, um, um, that I don't use. Anyway, won't get into that one. But the reason I haven't listened to it is the first two are, are two that I do use. We do work at the retreat that gets your brain back into that theta state. And repetition is something that we use as well. And so I want people to get that we are doing work that not only are we clearing stuff out from the, the cellular memory, but we are also reprogramming the subconscious mind. Whew. Pretty heavy. Uh, heavy at first. And what people experience is getting lighter and lighter and lighter as the day goes on, as the day two, day three, day four. It's amazing to experience within yourself and witness it with the group. We also kick off the day with breath work and movement. So we're already getting people in their body and uh, helping the nervous system to downregulate. Because as the nervous system downregulates, we already feel safer and more open. I guess to understand this on a practical day-to-day -day basis, uh, we can all reference these times during the day where we snap out of the flawed childhood subconscious programming and we become mindful the words being bantered about now so we have these great experiences where uh we're at the uh, the large body of water gazing out over into the ocean and we we kind of come into a relaxed state where we forget about our problems and we watch a dog uh trying to bite the waves and we're laughing and and feeling silly and i suppose the the idea the concept here is that um to go first into that conscious competence where we can become self-aware. We realize that we get triggered and we snap back with defensive responses all day long when anyone criticizes us, possibly because of what happened from age zero to seven, but back into the, uh, the, the present where we can work through those four steps that you described so nicely, and then I guess catch ourselves and reawaken to a different possibility, like, for example, taking a deep breath and choosing a different response that's not so reactive or subconscious you know it's even easier than that so i'll share with you i have um i also offer my work as a as a virtual program because i want to be able to reach more people all over the world and so one of the women in my current program right now um yeah became aware 
of her reaction and snappiness with her boyfriend and that she didn't want to respond that way with him. So she had a conversation with him and acknowledged that and told him like moving forward, I really just want to, you know, um, be calm in my response and reactions with you. And I give you permission to call me out on it when I'm not. And so that was a good first step. She took responsibility and she gave him permission to support her. But she comes to the call the following week. So we have a we have a group call every week. And she's like, yeah, so I did that. But I'm still getting triggered by him. And I said, ah, because there's something deeper here. And she's like, yeah, I go, he triggers someone for you. So who made you feel like you couldn't speak and what you have to say didn't matter? She's like, my, my father. I go, okay, can can you think of a specific time? She goes, Oh, totally. I'm like, okay. So I want you to, again, I guided her through the healing seat, feeling safe. And where are you feeling this in your body? And she's like, I have a headache right now. And usually when people say they have a, a headache to me, it means that there's just like a big outburst release that wants to come out that they're like holding in <laughs> their head. And I go, where else do you feel? She goes, I feel tight in my throat. That's another indication for me that there's something that really needs to be like said and expressed. I go, okay, so what did your father say to you in those moments um, that made you feel the way that you felt? And first she's like, he said, um, you know, stop making the fuss, you know, be quiet. And she's telling it. And I said, okay, I don't want you to tell me the story because that's still protecting you. I want you to allow him to speak through you right now so that you feel it. And so and she went into like, shut up. Be, just stop making such a fuss. Just be quiet. Just, just sit down and behave yourself. And so she started to actually now connect and to feel what that little girl felt. And I go, and, and what would you do? How did little, how did, um, you know, the little version of you respond? And she said, oh, I would just shut down. I go, yeah, and isn't that what happens with your partner? She's like, yep. I go, okay, now I want you to hold her and, and sit with her. And yes, going back to that time, she was little and this big person that looked huge, right? You picture a little kid and then there's someone that's like, five feet taller and 150 pounds more. And it's scary to speak up to this big giant. Well, now she has you and she's safe. And that giant is not a giant anymore. And she's safe to express herself. What did she want to say that she didn't get to say? She's like, she, she knew that she was safe and he wasn't a giant. She's like, shut up. That's what she wanted to say. I go, okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to stand up and I want you to soften your knees so that you feel really grounded. For those of you listening, imagine you're in your garden and there's a really deep root in there that you need to pull out. And if you don't take a wide stand with your knees and soften your knees to pull it out, you're going to fall back. Right. But if you really ground yourself into your body, you're going to be solid. 
So I had her take this stance and I said, now I want you to say, to scream, shut up, but you're not going to scream it from your throat. You're going to pull it from your root and let it come all the way out and say it as long as you need to. So maybe like, shut up, like really picture yourself pulling that root out. So she did that. And I kid you not, she was calling in on the group call through her, uh, her cell phone. She was, she was using the app on the phone and you know, our phones are it's, it's radio signals, right? She, when she did that, there was so much energy there that it disrupted the connection and she was frozen on the screen, but we didn't need to hear her see it. It was for her to have the release and she had the, she, she released it. She said what she wanted to say that she never got to say. And then she just had a good cry, released all of that. She came out of that and she's like, whoa, I've never felt what I'm feeling right now such peace, such openness. So when you actually do that and you make room, there is no more need to catch yourself and choose a different way to respond because you've just cleared the energy. It, she now no longer has her boyfriend be casted as her father. She completed and retired that role, that scene, you have to get that you are the writer, director, producer, and actor of the movie of your life. You're playing out roles that you inherited. The script was written by the age of seven. And you're also casting people in your movie to play out roles. So when you edit the, the, the movie, um, you're, you're, no, you're now able to actually see the person. It's not her father, but he kept triggering that for her. So it no longer shows up. So this is what I mean when I say it's much easier than that when you actually pull out the weed. If you keep trimming, then you're going to have to keep managing and keep going back and trimming. Or I, uh, I think quite often the... Uh, the weed puller will be now uh, staring at the weed, wondering why uh, they can't go grow in some other garden, or, or you know, putting the putting the focus elsewhere. Especially with your you're talking about a boyfriend girlfriend interaction, where if the guy uh, would would quit being such a dick, she wouldn't get so triggered. And then so every day we wake up and um, wish or try to control another person so that they can align more with uh, my personal preference for communication and behavior patterns. And I know that's uh, a life story for so many people. Yeah. And that, that, same, uh, that same example might apply to, uh, let's say, so I want to ask you about a naysayer about this whole thing where they're, and I remember feeling this so often when I was sharing my enthusiasm for the personal growth retreats that I have done, or that I made a dietary awakening. And now I'm eating primarily and no grains and no sugars. And it's so great. And I got to tell you about, and finding that resistance in everyday life. 
to be mm -hmm. so commonplace. So if you have someone who's saying, you know what, I had a great uh, relationship with my parents, zero to seven, I had a wonderful childhood, I feel free and open right now, I got no issues, um, can you help 100% of the population? Or do we have sort of a, a, a place to to draw the line where if, if you're not, uh, you know, ready to take that first step and say, yeah, I'm imperfect, I have areas to improve, or, you know, what do you do with that category of person who might be a high resistance or high maintenance candidate? Yeah, no, I don't have them at my retreat. That's for sure. <laughs> you can only help those that want to be helped. Um, I'm, I'm not here to, uh, to save everyone. I am not here to save anyone. You can't save anyone but yourself. So when the student is ready, the teacher appears and I want those that are ready. And if you're not, it's okay. And I tell my clients and I practice this as well. And like Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Be the light. That's what it says on, on my shirts at Paleo FX, our t-shirts in the front says, be the light, not the flashlight. Don't go flashing into everybody's eyes and saying, this is the thing you need to do. You need to eat keto or you need to do this program. It's going to change your life. They're going to be like, get the hell, you know, get the hell away from me. You need to be the light. And those that are seeking it are going to be drawn to it. They're going to say, you know, how do you live your life with such ease and flow? Or, wow, your relationship is amazing. Oh, well, it is amazing. That's because we do the work. It wasn't always like this. Or, yeah, I'm in an amazing relationship now, but I spent years in, in dating emotionally unavailable men, right? So that they see that it's not like, oh, I'm lucky or I'm special. I'm just here. I was actually willing to look and, and, and do the work. Uh, I feel a lot of people think that they were just handed a bad deck of cards and, oh, well, poor me and I'm the victim and my life sucks. So I might as well just settle and eat my ice cream and just settle for this half-ass relationship. And I'm going to tell you right now that no, no, you can have it all, but you need to take a hundred percent responsibility for it. I'm just here to guide you and support you. And I'm totally willing to work with people who are willing to show up a hundred percent. If you're not, then don't waste my time and energy because I can bring you to water, but I can't make you drink. Oh, mercy. And not coming on strong with a, a beautiful finish. Great summary. Dropping the mic. She does with her gesture on Skype. That's very well said. I appreciate it so much. Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, some do you have some quick takeaways to take down the street as we ponder for the next 30 days, whether we're going to hit your website or do that exploratory call? Like if someone was just in, in a passing interaction with you in the elevator, is there a way that you could uh, push them down this path to enlightenment that may someday end up with uh, an intensive retreat? But for now. Mm. Um, I don't want to push anyone. I want to inspire people. And uh, the question that I invite everyone to ask themselves is, where are you settling in your life? Where did you settle? And where are you still settling? And when you're long, long, hopefully long miles away from being on your deathbed, before you take your last breath, do you want to look back and say, I gave it my all. So really ask yourself, 
am I settling and where am I settling? And if you are, you don't need to anymore. You just don't need to try and figure it out yourself. You probably won't figure it out yourself. And I'm here to support you. And I have a free guided meditation that could take people from survival to creation. It's on my website. And that's a good place they can start. And if that does the trick for you, amazing. It's a unique meditation. Um, it's all, you know, it's going to get you into feeling in your body, into a uh, second part is all about gratitude. Third part is about creating and declaring. And uh, so it's a little, little taster of um, my work and uh, my heart and my gift. Where do we find that website and any other ways to connect with you that you want to tell the listeners? Sure. Website is www.trainingcampforthesoul.com. Trainingcampforthesoul.com. That wasn't taken when you when you reserved your website? Oh my gosh. Trainingcampforthesoul.com, people. At least yes. go there and do the meditation. I mean, simple, yeah. right? It's free. Enjoy. And uh, if I put out content, a lot of free content on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, Instagram is Anat Perry, A-N-A-T-P-E-R-I. And same thing with my Facebook. So we'd love to hear from any of you and uh, help you discover what's possible. Anat Perry, Training Camp for the Soul. Thank you so much for spending the time with us. What a wonderful show. Good luck. Keep doing that great work. Thanks for being on. Thanks so much, Brad. My pleasure. Thanks, everyone. Da, 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 da. Thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves, because they need to. Thanks for doing it. Hey, how about a backwards commercial? Are you ready? So, go to OrganifiShop.com and enter the discount code BRAD for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I Shop.com. Why? would I do something as silly as a backwards commercial? It's because I'm positive you have to try this stuff. Trust me, order some now. It's going to change your life. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement company. They're known for their greens. You take them when you travel, get all your nutrition. But I like their top secret, Organifi Gold, warm relaxation beverage. This is the single best tasting tea you will ever try in your life. So if you want something soothing, delicious, nutritious at the end of your busy, productive day, pour yourself a scoop of Organifi Gold. What's in there? Turmeric, the anti-inflammatory superstar is the base. And then listen to this, smooth coconut milk, cinnamon, ginger, lemon balm, and two super mushrooms. It's legit. It's delicious. Check it all out at OrganifiShop.com. And don't forget to put in 
Brad for 20% off. Try Organifi Gold. If you're not totally satisfied, send it back to me and I'll keep it. 